welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast, where we discuss latest news about human behavior and the interesting relationship between people and brands. Brain Candy number 80. How can you reliably increase your ability to concentrate? The good news is that you don't have to expend as much energy as previously thought. So says science. In this time of information overload, it is often difficult to focus one's attention as much as possible on what is really important. Over the years, I have tried all kinds of things and given up again. Now I have listened to the latest podcast by Andrew Huberman, Optimize Your Focus. It was so exciting that I invested the two hours and took lots of notes. Then I thought of the brain candy listeners and prepared the notes accordingly. Huberman is a neuroscientist and professor at Stanford. He has a very successful podcast and blog. I reproduce the central findings here in as focused a way as possible. However, I strongly recommend listening to this episode yourself. Check the show notes for lots of links for your convenience. Huberman divides into the following tools. Behavioral, nutrition-based, supplements, brain-machine interference prescription substances. It is based on current peer-reviewed studies. Three different substances are supposed to be activated in the brain by the tools. 1. Epinephrine, adrenaline. Improves the ability to concentrate. 2. Acetylcholine. Adjusts the focus even sharper. 3. Dopamine. Is quasi the motor keeps the motivation to concentrate upright. The most important tool of all? Sleep. No kidding. See also Brain Candy 52. You don't play with sleep. Huberman knows, of course, that you can't always prioritise sleep. But 80% perfect sleep should be. His free toolkit for good sleep is available in the show notes. Tool 1. Binaural Beats. 40 Hertz. Sound with slightly different frequencies is played to both ears. It has been proven that these sounds increase focus and concentration via increasing acetylcholine and dopamine. There are many apps, Google and Apple. An ideal tool for the necessary purposeful transition into concentration, Huberman usually uses this for five minutes to initiate the concentration phase. If distractions are high, he sometimes keeps it running in the background only works with headphones. Also helpful before special exertion in the gym. Tool 2. White, pink, brown noise. Also helps with the switch to concentrated mode. Huberman himself uses it less, but knows many nerds who find it extremely good. Link in show notes. Focusing and concentrating is a skill that we need to learn and cultivate. Keyword, neuroplasticity. Our abilities will always fluctuate somewhat but with good training at a much higher level. How long should one be able to concentrate? The brain works in ultradian cycles. That's about 90 minutes. That should be understood as the maximum. No matter whether it's a project, a lecture, language learning, coaching or gym, I have found with book writing that 45 to 60 minutes is ideal for me, then at least 10 minutes for defocusing. Those who are very good at focusing will not manage more than two to three such intensive sessions a day. Beginners should not aim for more than one session a day, 
but also train it at the weekend, e.g. read a book with high concentration. Tool 3. Fasted or fed state. Our brain functions on glucose. Neither Huberman nor I want to fuel an argument about dietary styles. We both know the effect that, for example with intermittent fasting, you can build up a very good concentration even when hungry. If you've eaten well but not too much, neural performance is particularly high. Huberman's first highly concentrated session of the day is usually in an empty stomach. The hardest session, however, is in the afternoon. Glucose for the brain is not a license for highly processed foods or sugar bombs. Just saying. Tool 4. Foods for focus. Foods high in tyrosine are the precursor to dopamine. Certain meats, nuts, some fruits and vegetables. But if you eat too much of the good stuff, you will have trouble concentrating. Caffeine is also a proven booster of dopamine and epinephrine. Recommended dose 100 to 200 milligrams before the session, just one cup. Attention caffeine tolerance is very individual. Mate tea is the alternative for coffee dislikers. No caffeine after 2 p.m. Good sleep is more important. Tool 5 Stress Improves Concentration. Sounds counterintuitive, but it has been tested. Moderate increases in stress levels lead to increases in epinephrine and cortisol, and a doubling of concentration. Tool 6. Cold. No, not an energy-saving hack. It's about the trendy cold water exposure. It triggers a moderate stress reaction and leads to increased concentration. So taking a cold shower or jumping into a plunge pool massively increases epinephrine and dopamine. One to five minutes is all it takes. It has to be uncomfortably cold, but not life-threateningly cold. However, the effect only lasts an hour, so it's something for the home office. The only tool that is not for me at all, five minutes after a sauna is no problem. Never not without a pre-sweat. Tool 7. Refocus Meditation This is about real neuroplasticity. A study ran only 13 minutes a day with inexperienced participants. One focuses on the breath and on a spot a few centimetres behind the forehead. Attention naturally wanders away from breathing. This is not a failure, but brings the training effect when we bring the attention back to the breath and forehead. We thus practice and internalise the art of refocusing. Huberman calls this a refocus-focus meditation. The opportunity to refocus again and again improves our concentration skills. Improved sleep, memory and mood are nice side effects. Caution, the mental effort involved in refocusing can affect the sleep that follows. Therefore, do not practice a few hours before bedtime. Tool 7. Yoga Nidra NSDR Non-Sleep Deep Rest for Sleep Deprivation you listen to a text with instructions for deep relaxation with deep breathing, duration 10 to 30 minutes. NSDR renews dopamine and compensates for sleep deficits. Huberman uses NSDR daily, even when he is not sleep-deprived. A powerful tool for defocusing. Too late, self-hypnosis. Combines the focus of meditation with the relaxation of NSDR. The state is difficult to achieve. Of course, an app is the solution. Reverie. The app enables to significantly increase the state of focus and concentration in relatively short exercises. The app is expensive but can be tested for a week. Huberman uses the app every third to fourth day. 
NSDR and Reverie can also be used to get back to sleep. Tool 9. Open visual focus. One stares consciously at a spot in the room, holds the gaze for 30 seconds to 3 minutes, and may blink. Like refocus meditation, it trains the neuronal circuits to focus for longer and longer periods of time. It is best to start with 30 seconds and try 5 seconds longer every day. Aim for 3 minutes. If you lose concentration in a session, this is a quick tool to get your focus back. Try it in the gym, before the next heavy set, or while jogging. Here are a few supplements. I'll list them, so please find out for yourself if they are right for you. Tool 10. Omega-3. 1 to 3 grams of EPA per day improves mood and cognitive performance. Tool 10. Creatine monohydrate. Every dumbbell enthusiast uses this for muscle building. I had been aware of the clinical evidence for a positive cognitive effect for some time. 5 grams a day is an inexpensive, safe supplement. Tool 12. Alpha-GPC. Is a precursor for acetylcholine. 10 to 20 minutes before the session with 300 to 600 milligrams. You can boost the whole thing with a cup of coffee. Tool 12. L-tyrosine. Here as a supplement, 500 milligrams a day, take together with alpha-GPC. Do you have to combine all the tools? Not at all. That would be inefficient. Huberman usually uses two or four tools, depending on how he feels at the moment and what tasks need to be done. If he is highly motivated at the moment, he doesn't do anything because that is the desired state that is supposed to be achieved with the tools. I am not going into prescription drugs for ADHD like Ritalin, Modafinil, etc. here. They raise epinephrine and dopamine a lot. Covered from minute 97 in the podcast, up to 80% of American students are said to use these substances illegally on occasion. He doesn't talk about the hypered lion's mane and the race tams, as they have similar effects as the supplements above. We both recommend the site examine.com, where you can read in detail about most supplement ingredients and their performance. Science-based. I've been using this source for many years. But Huberman's information doesn't help at all if you don't change your behaviour. In Brain Candy 49, I described the best way to acquire new behaviours. Very recently, there was also a nice short blog from BrainPost, which has similar tips. So, what do we try first? Behavioural change or the quick supplements? Narrated by Laura Cornelius. Thanks for listening to the Brain Candy Podcast. 